0: On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I love is making music with my friends. And I can't wait to get on the road again.
1: On the road
0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast. And as you probably guessed by now, it is still being recorded in the beautiful home office of Chateau Relaxo, Florida. And as you probably guessed as well, since I'm not traveling, we're continuing our series of stories from home. Tonight, we're talking about the things that I've discovered while being at home. Hello. If you are a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. And before we move on to tonight's topic of the things I've discovered while being at home the last few months, we do have a little bit of news, some of it actually travel-related. This past weekend, we braced for Tropical Storm esau Is, and I'm sure I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, but the storm, thankfully, wasn't here long enough for me to learn how to correctly pronounce it. And a lot of people say the reason it did not hit ground in Florida is that the storm saw that we weren't wearing masks and decided to go someplace else. More than likely, this will become a hurricane in the next couple of days due to the warm water up the Atlantic coast of the U.S. And probably the best meme that I saw was, if you evacuate, please remove your assault life sticker first. In other Florida news, SpaceX landed in the Gulf after private boaters beeline for SpaceX spacecraft landing site. NASA says more resources are needed next time. Astronauts Doug and Bob, probably two of the greatest astronaut names of all times, had to wait a little longer for their Dragon spacecraft nickname Endeavor to be recovered due to some unwanted spectators in the splashdown area. About a dozen private vessels in the splashdown area were told to leave as they attempt to approach the SpaceX spacecraft. It really was a situation that could have gone badly as the spacecraft has hazardous, as well as explosive chemicals, including nitrogen text SpaceX had seven landing spots littered across both of the Florida coast. Since we had a storm on the east coast, NASA decided to lay down in the Gulf, which apparently was pretty good conditions. But I'm wondering if the NASA nerds have ever heard of Florida, man. I mean, what did they think was going to happen? Honestly, NASA is lucky that that capsule didn't have a flow-grown sticker on the side by the time the rescue boat arrived. And why? Because, Florida. Here's one I did not see coming. Slip and slide is all but sold out thanks to bored kids stuck at home. While most businesses suffer through the pandemic, Whammo is leading in the sales with Slip and Slide. Even three months ago, the company enjoyed 10 consecutive days in late April, where sales doubled each and every day, according to TMZ. Now the water toy, which made its debut in 1961, is completely out of stock. And then it's not just Slip and Slide that's keeping Whammo fat. Frisbee sales were up 500% as well as Boogie Boards. For me, slip and slides look fun, they look harmless, but if you are over the age of 35 or way north of 250 pounds, the slip and slide is a wet and virtual death trap. You will hurt yourself. You will forget what you're doing. You will walk, you will slip, you will bust your tail and possibly so bad that you'll be getting a box of crayons at your next birthday. Moving back to Florida and my new favorite hashtag because Florida Florida man clings to the hood of a big rig truck. The driver, Edward Hughes, told TMZ this dude hopped onto the interstate bloodied and frantic, waving for my truck to stop, which Hughes said he did. Once he did that, Hughes claims the guy latched onto his hood and started using a metal object on his windshield. Hughes went on to say that he panicked, hit the gas, trying to shake the man off. And as he was successfully breaking through the glass, Hughes managed to get some video from inside the cab. The videos actually that are better are from outside the cab. It's totally priceless. I mean, this guy is swerving this truck back and forth on I-95. This is Florida at its best. And in case you were wondering, the hood hopper was not wearing a mask. A quick Disney World update because most everything in the state revolves around the Mouse House. Disney World closes face mask loophole by banning eating and drinking while walking. Since the park's reopened, visitors have been required to wear a face mask at all times except while eating or swimming. However, Disney is now requiring visitors to remain in one place while eating and at least six feet from other guests before removing masks to eat or drink guest must now go to a designated get this mask relaxation zone how many marketing meetings do you think it took to come up with that name anyway the mask relaxation zone with distance tables for are similar if people need to remove their masks for any reason including to cool down This change was done in an effort to combat the mask loophole created by dining exceptions. Under the original policy, guests were able to roam through the parks mask-free as long as they were sipping drinks or eating Mickey-shaped pretzels. The moral of this story is while people are smart, Disney is smarter. They figured it out. People figured it out first, though, that I could walk and not wear a mask as long as I'm sucking on a straw. Disney bounced back with their new mask relaxation zones and to make the Disney potion that everybody seems to drink more enticing. They've upped their game for Florida residents. And why not? Disney is an easy drive for most everybody in the state, unless you live in Key West. Uh, they introduced their Disney Magic Flex ticket. And all these tickets always have the word flex in them. Starting at $130 for a two day ticket, which can be used on dates through September. Uh, For reference, a regular theme park ticket for a Florida resident is right around $109, so not a bad saving. But wait, there's more. For an additional cost, the Flex ticket is also offered as either a three-day option for $174 or a four-day option for $195. The three-day and four-day tickets are valid July 22nd through November 20th and then November 29th through December 18th. And of course, that big gap between November 20th and 29th is the Thanksgiving season, which they always seem to apply some kind of blackout dates. Like I said before, I'll pass on this. I didn't receive the Disney chip when I was born, but for all you loyal Mouseketeers, may not be that bad of a deal. Not to be outdone, Universal Orlando rolls out new Florida resident ticket deal, Universal is now offering a a buy-a-day-go-for-the-rest-of-the-year sort of deal to Floridians for $164, the price of a one-day ticket. Residents can get access to Universal Studio Florida and Islands of Adventure through December 24th. They're also offering a ticket that includes access to Universal Studios, Islands of Adventure, and Volcano Bay for $193. The tickets can be used on non-consecutive days and there are no, get this, blackout dates. so not a bad thing. Take your pick, pick your poison, Mouse House or Universal. They're both open and willing to take your money. On to the things that I've discovered while being at home. First is TV. I don't spend a lot of time watching TV, especially when I'm traveling. Normally, I'll have my Surface Pro streaming YouTube while I work off my laptop. And on YouTube, I'm watching anything from a dave matthews band concert or toto uh, for educational purposes if you can call it that i watch things like baby back maniac for grilling tips my main man jeremy sears out of uh, st augustine for all things manly such as whiskey cigars and knives best edc meaning everyday carry is my inspiration for a lot of the stuff that i cram into my pockets one of my favorites is brian shaw with his shaw strength channel giving uh my fill of strongman and powerlifting, Brian's a four-time world Strongest Man contest winner, so I'm sure my 55-year-old bad-back wannabe powerlifter can always learn a few extra things. Since this COVID lockdown, however, I have been watching TV, as in real, honest-to-God TV shows. Now, Chateau Relaxo pulled the plug on cable, oh, years ago. We started back at Frickford Farms when I unplugged the cable coax from one of the back of the kids TVs, and it took them probably two to three months to notice it. And the reason was that they were watching everything on their phones. So I went out and bought a $70 HDMI antenna, canceled cable, mounted the antenna on the roof, disconnected the satellite dish, connected it to the HDMI uh, antenna. And when we had, due to where we lived in South Florida, about 60 HDMI Uh, channels for free including things like uh, QVC the challenge with this strategy or pulling the plug is if you are a huge sports fan there's no over-the-air ESP1 or ESPN 24 whatever all their their channels are so when we built this house I did have them pull cable to all of the rooms but in order to get the internet speed that I needed we had to bundle it with cable those guys are smart uh as soon as the contract was up we went with hulu netflix and youtube tv probably saving us about 125 bucks a month youtube tv if you're not familiar with it is actually pretty sweet Uh, lots of local channels lots of sports um, and then couple that you know with uh, netflix hulu i think we have amazon prime as well so as they say i told you all that to tell you this that You know, being based out of the house, uh, oftentimes my day's over by 6 p.m. I never realized how much time traveling took away from my productivity time. The CEO and I have been enjoying some quality TV time together. One of my goals has been to watch all of the James Bond movie. COVID has definitely helped me with this. But the other question is, what have we watched? Well, we've watched a bunch of cooking shows, and I mean a bunch, interesting enough, some of these are currently being produced while others are reruns. If you happen to work for food network TV, and if you happen to work on the set of the pioneer woman as a camera person, I would consider sharpening up my resume. If you've never watched the pioneer woman, here's kind of the, uh, 50,000 foot overview from food network. They say, take one sassy former city girl at her Husky rancher husband a band of adorable kids and extended family cowboys, 3,000 wild mustangs and a herd of cattle plus one placid basset hound. And you have the pioneer woman. So the pioneer woman is actually a woman named Re Drummond. She started out as a blogger and now has a pretty decent sized empire built around her cooking. Plus her husband, the cowboy, gets to still work on the ranch. Not a bad deal. Her food is filling and typically requires a lot of cast iron cookware. Well, go on to tell you that the drumming kids armed with iPhones, GoPros, and DSLR cameras have become the film crew as the current episodes are being filmed on a ranch. So like I said, if you are a camera person from this show, I would be concerned. Guy Fieri and his Triple D series has inspired many food destinations for me as I've traveled and during COVID, he's pivoted, there's that word again, pivoted, to create takeout home delivery. And here's the skinny on this, Guy does takeout in Triple D style, combining great restaurant food with cooking at home. Four Triple D alums send ingredients of their most dynamite recipes, then join Guy and his son Hunter via video chat to cook up all that flavor. Again, armed with GoPros, etc., the family films, the episodes, and uh, it's actually pretty damn good quality TV. If you need inspiration for an outdoor kitchen, I told you I've watched a lot of TV, watch Guy's Ranch Kitchen, check out all the gear, and then figure out how do I pay for all this stuff. I have also become some sort of a self-proclaimed expert on cooking shows like Chopped or MasterChef. Basically, any food competition show where there are at least three judges. Right out of the gate, the biggest gripe I have with these shows is that at some point they throw in some weird ingredient. In all my years, I've never cooked with fermented scallops. The smelliest food around durian, why would I ever make anything with that? And here's one of my favorite ingredients that I once saw was reindeer pate. I've never come across reindeer steaks, much less reindeer pate. This is a totally stupid part of any of these competitions. A better angle would be to position it that it's the day before you do your weekly grocery shopping. There are three eggs, half a meatloaf, four slices of cheese, a can of condensed milk, and a half a box of granola. Fix something edible. My other gripe involves the judges, and this will always happen. Two of the judges will offer praise. Oh, the way this broccoli was prepared reminds me of the time I was in the California immediately after Halley's Comet passed over. And then one judge will always do some sort of a slam. Uh, I think you need to let this meat rest an additional 45 to 50 seconds before slicing it and plating it. Moving on to fitness. And guess what? At home, according to my Apple Watch, I get fewer steps in than I do when I'm traveling. Well, no duh. To combat this, I've created a routine. Or actually, I take that back. I've incorporated my travel fitness routine into my day. Typically, my day always begins with some sort of a meditation. For years, I used Oak, Kevin Rose's free app available on the App Store and the Google Play Store. But during COVID, American Express partnered with the app Calm to provide a free one-year access, which saves you about 70 bucks. Calm posts a different daily meditation every single day, hence it being a daily meditation, in addition to a library full of other topics covering things like anxiety, confidence, and guidance. And then after that, I'll usually go for a 30 to 40-minute walk. You know, two things off my list by 8 a.m. Four days a week, I take my lunch hour and spend it at the Hit Fit gym. And this is a new franchise. There's three of them here in Central Florida. It's a 35-minute cycle, basically burning, you know, in excess of 400 calories. It's 10 stations. Four rounds of 30 second high velocity exercise, followed by 15 seconds of rest, hence the HIT part. The HIT Fit Gym is truly a COVID exercise friendly place. There are 10 stations, each about 10 feet apart, with only one person per station. Hopefully, I can stave off uh, a little bit of the uh, COVID 15, possibly turn it into the COVID 10 by the time this is all done. What have I discovered about finances? Well, guess what? This is kind of a weird one. No traveling translates to me spending less money. There's no new adult beverages to bring back home, fewer new restaurants to visit, and even fewer trinkets to bring back home, even though I was put on a ban during the early part of this year with no more trinkets for my travels. We didn't eat in a restaurant for close to three months that conserved a little bit of cash we didn't have any quick weekend getaways to disney springs so on paper this would or should put us back into the black however there are four additional residents at this house besides myself only two of those are working and this translates into four people eating three meals plus snacks every single day our food bill has significantly increased But as my grandmother used to say, I'd rather pay for good food than doctor bills. At this point, all of us remain healthy, so hopefully the increased food bill is helping that out, however I doubt it. Speaking of food and food costs, uh, while they have increased, that increase has offered a bit of a payback. We have used the hell out of our Instapot as well as Air Fryer. Our cast iron cookware has gotten a workout as well. Things like soups, chicken thighs, and jambalaya. We've managed to perfect a handful of sauces as well as casseroles. I've upped my uh, grilling skills a little bit as well. And desserts, we've done things like peach cobbler and cookies from scratch. You know, early on during this whole pandemic, everybody was baking bread and yeast was in very short supply. I managed to come across probably the easiest bread recipe around, three ingredients. Get you a bottle of beer, three cups of wheat flour, white, all-purpose, self-rising, and enriched. Three tablespoons of sugar, put it in a bowl, mix it together, grease a loaf pan, bake at 350 for about 50 minutes and voila, you have a pretty decent loaf of bread. You can try different beers as I did. I tried IPAs, I tried porters, I tried sours, and I found that cheap lager like Yingling or Landshark seems to work best. This bread is tasty, it is moist, and which in turn, living in Florida means if it sits for two or three days, it's gonna start turning a little bit different on the color, so eat it quickly, but it is really, really good. My biggest discovery is time or still the lack of it or lack of time management. You know, back in March, we started out like gangbusters, tidying this, tidying that, basically Marie condoing everything in sight. But I think I could have better used some of that time. I mean, I've only read three books in the last four months: Atomic Habits, Man's Search for Meaning, which is a great book, and Why the Rich Are Getting Richer. You know, looking back, had I allotted an extra 10 or 15 minutes a day. I certainly could have added a few more titles to that list. Honestly, the yard should be weed free. It's not, the hedges should be neat and tidy. They're not. Uh, We did plant some veggies three months later. I've harvested about $2.49 worth of tomatoes. However, the garage is immaculate. I've discovered that my home office design is almost perfect. Dual monitors have made me more productive during my workday. I know I will find it hard to stare at a laptop screen when I go back to traveling. My stand-up desk is probably one of the best things I've ever purchased. As Robbie Morris, who's been on this podcast several times, has said, sitting is the new smoking. Another perfect home office combination is my Amazon show, a handful of smart plugs, and a fire stick that I jailbroke. I can now walk into my office and tell the Amazon show to turn on the lights, load my YouTube subscriptions. You call it lazy. I call it embracing technology. The last piece I need or want for my home office is a SkyCart, as in an authentic airline trolley SkyCart. From their website, every SkyCart starts out as a genuine airline food and beverage service cart. And it's built to the exact measurements and tough quality standard as the galley trolleys you have seen in the service of the world's largest airlines. It's been manufactured in the same plants that build them for Boeing and Airbuses. They start at $1,500, hence the need versus want. But I know I can make the ultimate bar card out of one of those. One last thing, after sleeping in my own bed consistently for more nights than I have slept in any bed over the last 20 years, I've discovered I need a new mattress. And have you ever noticed that every single mattress store is always having a sale? Next time you're driving down the street, see a mattress store look over, and I'm willing to bet that in the window they have some kind of a mattress sale sign proudly being displayed. Looking back to March, I never thought we'd still be dealing with any of this, especially in August. It's still odd walking through my local Publix and seeing everyone wearing masks. Hopefully, we'll get past this. We'll get on the other side. And as I heard somebody say today, I'm definitely staying up to midnight on New Year's Eve. I want to make sure 2020 gets the heck out of here. Well, there you have it. As I keep wanting to say, hopefully we're getting to this point, travel safe. But until then, stay safe. And if you have a comment, you can leave me a voicemail on Anchor or send me an email, travelfrick at gmail.com. That's travelfrick at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hey, wait a second. Don't go. Make sure you check out all the blogs over at hypeamerica.com. From food to travel to just general life humor, we cover all the topics. Thanks again.